There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sopranos podcast, oh. the podcast where we discuss wine regions in California <laughs> and our plans to visit them. As always, my Paso, name is Paso Robles, whatever <laughs> happened there. As always, my name is Joe Spellman and this is David Fielding. And this is Joey Pepperelli. Joey Pepperelli. Oh. We're Peeps? disgusting. AKA We're Joey Peeps. Disgusting episode. Disgusting. Season five, episode nine, unidentified black males. Mm. Very racist. Of the Sopranos. Whoa, fuck. <laughs> As always, I drop the microphone like a fucking As always, idiot. we As are always, on our third proper yeah, we've 12. Been, we've been drinking whiskey. <laughs> uh, no, but this episode, great app. Great app. <laughs> fix it. As Spellman fixes Joe, his Joe microphone, is, I'll cover here. Joe's great figuring app. out how to tighten a mic. Uh, this is, guys, this is like... I feel like there's this is my favorite run of Sopranos episodes. Oh, starting with last week's Marco Polo, unidentified black males. Next week we got cold cuts Mm -hmm. uh, with with that epic uh, final scene of Tony walking down the street to I'm not like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Then we get test dream, which we all remember. Then we get long term parking. Yep. R.I.P. Adriana. Mm -hmm. Then we get all due respect. Probably the best season finale in my opinion, um, where he where he. Shoots his cousin. Yeah, that's a I, that's a stretch of episode. That's almost half a season right there. I I proposed uh, a little poll on our Twitter this week, and oh, uh, wow. you know I wanted to know what people's favorite season was, and it kind of like teetered a little bit. Mm. Um, How many responses did we get? Oh, we don't need to know about that. <laughs> uh, thirty. Three, the three of us. Thirty. I didn't 30. even vote on it. Did so. we get thirty? Yeah. We did get. 30. That's right. not bad. That's not bad. Uh, you know, third of our listeners. Is the poll <laughs> over? Can they go vote now? Oh, six of our listeners. Uh, the poll is still going uh, for another uh, fourteen hours. So by the time this posts, uh, it'll be done. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so this is great radio. Um, <laughs> but you know, thirty-one percent. Say season five. So thank God. Well, what was thank the runner God. up? Uh, runner up is season three. Or no, sorry, season two. I was gonna say I was. You know what? That might be my. I, I love season two. But I know you know, you guys, for, you for guys a while, like yeah, seasons, I like season, for a while, I mean, se- uh, the season, season season two kind of came up 
you know, up the yeah. side. Yeah, 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 season yeah. three was winning for like second place for a while. I guess I would um, say season two, maybe. I don't know. I don't Richie know. Richie Aprile, man. Oh yeah. Gone too I, I mean, I would. Great I, stuff. I think the best finale is Funhouse. So like, yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, maybe maybe, maybe my season two favorite. is yeah. my second. I'm actually, actually that might be my favorite. I'm surprised. House. I mean, besides, no. What am I talking about? White caps. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I mean, I made like season one and season six A and six B like a second poll. Yeah. You know, it got three votes. <laughs> 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 One per one person said six B, and two people said so. The series one. finale, right? Versus I Dream of Jeannie Kuzumano. No, 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 no. Oh. This is like this the best season. season, whole season, not the oh, finale, oh, the whole season. Okay, yeah, you yeah, were yeah. talking about. Yeah. I was talking um, finale. We've so. had <laughs> so a couple of people said season one, and and one person said six B was were their favorite season, um, but. Uh, season four like had like the the least amount of votes of the of the big four. Like I, even I'm, when, I'm kind even of when it was airing, people people were not about season four. I remember like fucking late night, like Jay Leno and shit was like making like making jokes it? about yeah. how it's uh, how it's like boring and because that's guess, the least bloody season. Season true. Four. Uh, season, I, season five, almost in response to that, is very bloody. Right. I guess it was yeah. our like freshman year of college. I was so drunk the whole time. <laughs> I kind of don't remember it. Um, but like I don't know. Like we were. Yeah, I've said this on the pod before. Like my my one of my roommates, like his mom was like FedExing, like overnighting, right. like the VHSs. Uh, you know, so every Monday we were watching, and like that'll bring you back. It felt like very, I don't know, it felt very important, and like the Ralphie death, and I don't mm. know, like season four seemed very um, huge, and Whitecaps. Yeah. When I think of like finales, I don't know, like yeah. Whitecaps often pops out to me as like a of uh, yeah. a, a huge like the like finale, like um, maybe short sure. of the series finale. So yes. I don't know. I, it, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised. What date did this air? This aired on May second, two thousand four. So uh, I was rounding out my sophomore, sophomore year. Rounding so, out college. Yeah. Yeah, wow. This was that's right cuz I think we we watched the first half and then we graduated probably probably graduated like a week after this or something yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was know. a big gap between this yeah, this season yeah. and season 6. But anyway, we should get into the episode that Let's we're discussing. This episode Unidentified Black Males written by the Dream Team, Matthew Weiner and Terrence Winter. Oh, baby. Directed by Tim Van Patten. What did those guys ever go on to do? <laughs> I don't really None remember. Hacks. Nothing. Hacks. Yo, the I'm show hacks. Yeah, yeah, they oh. did the show yeah, hacks. they did the show yeah. hacks. Yeah. Shout uh, out, not, hacks. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to our friends. Shout out to our friends. Make hacks. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our friends, Paul and Lucia. Hey. I'm still Jen waiting for, for the uh, uh, Frank Renzulli show, where he's the showrunner. But uh, <laughs> You're the one. You're the yeah. one waiting. The Rundown. If you don't recall this episode, uh, things Frank, like... Wait, I'm sorry. Frank Ranzulli, he was the lawyer, uh, the Italian lawyer who calls <laughs> Carmella, right? Yeah. Uh, things Great escalate turn. between New Jersey and New York when Johnny Sack accuses Tony B of killing Joey Peeps. Uh, Tony almost has a panic attack in a therapy session with Melfi recalling what really happened the night Tony B went away. Big reveal. Uh, Carmella moves forward with divorcing Tony. And Finn uh, catches Vito blowing a security guard. <laughs> yeah, we all been so there. So you all remember this. The funny thing is, Joe Ganascoli, who plays Vito Spadafor, was the one who suggested this storyline to David Chase. <laughs> you know that? He called him up and he was like, at, based on a Gambino family uh, crime associate, he, he, oh, like, who, okay. which was real, which is a real thing. Oh, okay. 
but it, but in real life, they allowed him to keep okay. earning because he was such a good earner. Oh wow! Which sort of plays into next season where there's like you know Tony's right. uh, Tony's teetering, yeah, teetering on because he is a good earner, right? right. Uh, you know, it was sort of mirrors like Ralph, how Ralph was such a pain mm-hmm. in the ass, pissing people off, but he was a good earner, right? right. So it's right. like right. he had to make that decision. But ba- but yeah. when he when Joe Ganascoli read the yeah. script, beating a woman into submission and uh, right, blowing yeah. a guy, the, kind of on yeah. the same, right? Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but when, Same party fouls in the you know <laughs> in that world in the in the mafia yeah when uh, when Joe no I mean blowing a guy is way more of a party foul yeah, than yeah. fucking beating well a it, yeah in the real world outside the mafia bubble when Joe Ganascoli read the script for the first time he called up Terrence Winter and he was like hey when I suggested this uh, <laughs> I thought I, I didn't know I'd be uh, giving head well, I thought I'd be getting it you know like that. And, <laughs> Terrence Winter was like, I thought I'd be hey, a top. Joe, that's not how it works. So. Kind of thought I'd be a top, <laughs> Terrence. <laughs> Which they also put that in the script uh, in the next season. <laughs> yeah, right, next season. Right, right. <laughs> but they planted it here. But so, so yeah, there's basically like, you know, ABC story. Tony, Tony B, and New York. Uh, Finn slash Vito storyline. And then the Carm stuff. What do you guys want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Tony, Tony B? Yeah, I mean it's the the juiciest stuff. We sure. were, we were talking about like you know while we were watching it tonight, um, I you know I I, I know goalies you said that uh, they had planned for this to be a multi season run mm-hmm. for uh, Buscemi. I, I it, it is a true like to me that's the biggest shame of the series is that we didn't get more with the two of them because because Gandolfini and him have such incredible fucking some of their chemistry. best stuff yeah yeah. Like that For that sure. scene outside of uh, the bang is like uh, phenomenal. Oh phenomenal. yeah, a lot of people cried, so good. cried foul about like if if Tony B was so important to Tony, how come we never heard about him and it, it, earlier in the series kind of thing? You know, never even heard like, about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they 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 do you know tips of the hat to that effect, but you know I I think like uh, if any other actor had been Tony B, it might not have worked. But their chemistry is so great, and Buscemi's so great, obviously. Like, and I, he'd already been like a part of like the family, like as a director. So you know, we that we makes sense. So that. I went. You, you you don't talk about the people who are in prison. He's been in prison for yeah. so long. Why would he talk? Seventeen about years. It? Yeah. You yeah. know, now he gets out. And he remembers. Oh my God, how much of a you know big deal he was. Yeah. You know? Totally. Um, which is why I was hoping they would they would lay some of the groundwork in that in many saints and they didn't they didn't take that opportunity yeah, well, at all. We but, think, uh, <laughs> we think, or at least I think, in that scene where they're like in the convertible and they show up to, um, what's I his thought name? That was like, Artie. Please. I think that's Artie. I think See, it's Artie. I thought it was Tony B. There's no one, no one, no one fucking. They don't fucking say. <laughs> I know they don't say. Me up. Where? Where uh, where he slaps uh, the other kid right. in the face? Right, yeah, right I think right. that's Artie. But well, so they don't say either. Artie way. hanging out with Dicky. Yeah, right. Because he's just around the neighborhood. He's I just mean, around yeah. the neighborhood. Also, remember the next episode or um, a couple episodes from now, the test stream. Coach Molinaro is like, "Oh, you're hanging out with that kid Buko. He's oh, the right. worst he's one like, of the bunch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly he was uh, he was a badass a back in the right. day. Yeah. But uh, true. But anyway, we digress. We digress. Let's, let's get into this episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're digressing uh, a lot. Tonight. I know. Yeah. yeah. Blame the proper 12, dude. Conor yeah, Ma- we drank some yeah, whiskey. Conor whatever. McGregor, you yeah, fuck. Yeah. Look, have a fucking new, drink new while you're watching sponsor, this episode. Dave's Hot Chicken and Proper 12. 
pour a fucking bullshit. All right. That's right. All right. Uh, so we start out this episode in Livia's backyard. The the boys, uh, Tony and Tony B, are watching a, a Mets game, right? Yep. And on uh, out in the backyard, they hooked up the fucking cable and and the wire going oh, out right. across the yard because just so fucking hot. And that's the slamming sort of th- super nachos. Slamming super nachos, which must be gross. Yep. I there can't be anything but absolutely disgusting fucking disgusting cheese uh watching a game outside uh tony notices that tony b has a limp Mm. which tony b immediately blames on some african-american gentleman Mm -hmm. uh jumping him which is the first of four times things are blamed on african-americans that are (laughs) not that are just done by fictional imaginary (laughs) african-americans throughout the episode (laughs) but um which is where the episode gets its title but the next day, golfing, uh, Johnny Sack and Tony um, are discussing the Joey Peeps hit. You know, back Tony, at our favorite location. Favorite location. The golf spells, course. Where is it again? It's so- <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in North Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we were yeah. gonna try to like Google Earth it and like look at like. No, we looked fucking, it up at one. Point. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I thought it was in City Island, but yeah, no, it's in North. So Jersey. basically, so Tony Island, Tony fine, knows so. at this point that Tony B has this limp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Sack mentions like, oh, some homeless guy uh, was a witness, saw some guy limping away. Tony immediately has a panic attack here. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so does do you think in that moment he immediately makes the connection that Tony B is responsible for this or absolutely. is absolutely absolutely yeah what else would spur that on yeah, yeah well, no oh maybe it is no, the, I, maybe it is the the weather changes no I guess I guess what I'm asking is does he know here or does he start to suspect here no, you know he like absolutely knows yeah absolutely so, knows. so I and you know they they ease him down. Great acting by both of them. Yep. Uh, if you li- if you turn up your volume, you'll hear uh, uh, Vince Curatola call call him Jim, uh, as in Jim Gandolfini at the end of the. So the terrible scene acting here. by him. <laughs> what a Ter- terrible, terrible. Um, but yeah, so Tony, this like lays the groundwork for the rest of the episode. Tony sort of reckoning, like knowing that his his cousin is responsible for the escalating war in New York when he's bent over backwards trying to remain neutral. Yep. When he confronts Tony B about it, obviously he denies it. Um, and it's kind of interesting how that scene outside the Bing, the two of them, which is what we're referring to with their chemistry and stuff, it starts with Tony being so mad at him, Tony B, and it ends with him giving him the the casino, the casino. on, on right. Bloomfield Ave. Right. How how do you guys think that played out? Like what what was going on in Tony's head where where he started like being like you're not being fucking straight with me and ended with him being like, Hey, you should earn more in the family. Here's this, you know? Well, first of all, I think he sells the idea that, uh, I was just like fucking hustling Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to let you actually know what happened really well. And I think in Tony's mind, he's like, this guy's really smart. He's like winning me over. Right, because like, Tony B know, says, like, like even if it was know. true, would you want to know? They would both that know. cause problems? They yeah. both know. Yeah. But they don't know. Yeah. And like and and he like Tony B does such a good job of like selling that to him. I think he's like, mm, should I fucking elevate this guy or my fucking nephew who's a fucking heroin addict? Like Right, which which also <laughs> we see in this episode, Chris resent it's Chrissy's one scene in the episode, he's just resenting Tony for uh, giving 
Tony B, the 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 Bluefield Ave illegal casino. Um, you start to forget he, about Chris for a little bit, like it, you know. In this he wasn't stretch, in the last episode, at, like which is maybe like kind of like the point, you know, because it's like we're we we. We follow the show through Tony's eyes, right. and this is like how Tony is viewing things. Right, know? he says like I used to be number one cousin, and all of a sudden Tony B, he's gonna get made now, this and that. Which is and fair. He's smarter than Chris, right? Uh, he has a little more like gumption, a little more motivation than Chris right. does. But also, I think it does come down to a certain extent. Uh, I don't know how to split it percentage wise, but Tony being guilty about what hap- what actually happened that night when when Tony yeah. B went away, where he, he feels, feels like, like he owes it to him, he needs to make it up to him to yeah, make himself why... feel better, not to and make I, Tony and B I, and feel better. And I think better. it's also like a, um, I think it's just really maybe I don't know if he's thinking about it in the moment, but it's a smart move to right. like right. play he's a smart guy, yeah, to to, yeah, like, to you know make sure he doesn't. Go right. off the reservation and, right. and right. do anything right. else exactly. crazy, which doesn't here, be work. Be content yeah. <laughs> playing for the home team here in New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, because he could have done yeah. this like earlier when he got out. Right, but like, there's well, a reason. There's a reason why he doesn't now. Right, and there's a whole like cutaway to Christopher complaining about it in the next episode. Cold cuts. He very much uh, is very much about like the three of them right. and their dynamic when they go up to Uncle Pat's farm yep. and they're making fun of him and mm-hmm. shit like that. So they're sort of laying the groundwork there. He used uh, to call me Ichabod Crane. Right, exactly. Um, and then we see Adriana calling, uh, or, yeah, calling up Agent San Severino. We were talking about while we watched, like, no other, like, procedural cop show would ever show, like, her having <laughs> some sort of, like, strife with her uh, young, like, how old is that daughter? I like, don't know. Like 12, elementary 11, school. Yeah. yeah. Like as a, as a, as a throwaway, like sort of scene. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, SVU, I'm a big SVU guy. <laughs> Livia Benson does have her son in SVU, but it's more of like a stronger storyline. Sure. Mm. Um, but like, yeah, as sort of just like a everyday scene, everyday, like a slice of life. But no. that wasn't Aaron back then. The Olivia Benson like son storyline. Yeah, she developed like uh, like, her yeah, son. Like, she got right, her son right. after twenty years of right. the show existing. <laughs> right. True, right. but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so it's a nice touch. It's a, it's, it's, it just makes the FBI characters a little more human. Yep. Um, not that we care that much, but you know, no, it's to, to make but them not uh, just robots working for the government. Right. 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 Um. But anyway, so we go to Joey Peep's funeral. Mm-hmm. One of the best gags. His his uh, headstone says Peeps <laughs> on it. <laughs> Which, by the way, why is... For the why kid is Jason, like, he's a dyslexic. He's dyslexic. <laughs> what the fuck's that got to do with it? But why, but why is Jersey... Hey, Peeps, Pickett, Peeps, Peeps, <laughs> you know? Why wasn't it Speep? I, I, who knows? Well, why did Jersey have to? Why did Jersey pick up the the, the tab for they the headstone if they're not guilty for his fucking? But murder, they mentioned you know I mean? they must have mentioned that that no, but scene. He must have been being buried with, in Jersey at a um, I think the, cemetery like that they have connections with. Otherwise, that, why would they be doing? Because the guy, because the guy in that's been a nicety, I guess. No, no but the guy no, in no, that no, scene. No. no, but the guy in that scene who I was like, who is this? Eugene Light, because he looks like Eugene. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. character is named something else. He's like a one-off. He says something how he's gonna get the gravestone, right? Right. Oh, the kid Jason. Yeah, okay, I think yeah, his name yeah, is yeah. Jason Molinaro. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's the character name because I was looking at IMDb. Um, so what does he say there? Maybe they explain that. 
Yeah. We're, we've missed it. There's so many It Jasons. has to be. It, it has, <laughs> it has to, to be because be, he's it, from Jersey or whatever. Jersey or, like, he's, like, a fucking stone guy, like, who, like, has some yeah, stone guy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. But it, at any rate, this is one of my favorite scenes between Tony and Johnny Sack in the series. When they get For into sure. that car and Johnny Sack straight out accuses Tony B of, of uh, being the one to have killed Joey Peeps. We learn that Joey Peeps was somebody that Johnny Sack has been grooming for years. He has a relationship with Ginny Sack, which we know Mm -hmm. uh, Johnny is very sensitive about Ginny. Um, uh, Yeah, and and he just uh, essentially Tony makes up an alibi for his cousin in the moment. Hey, we were Which upstate ballsy. looking. Good alibi. Very ballsy. Because also, why wouldn't he have brought that up earlier? Why wouldn't he have been like, hey, no, we were, that night we were, that, why wouldn't that be the first thing he said? You know what I mean? But he's he's fielding this as he sees it. Johnny sort of says, like, if I find out you're lying, you know, this is, this is where there's going to be. <clears throat> well, it's why, like, Tony's. Obviously, Tony knows like he's like. There's no way he'll ever know I'm lying right. about this. It's yeah. such a far fetched lie that like he'll never be able to confirm whether uh, or not like we were doing this. True, uh, unless Johnny got out of the car and been like, "Hey, Tony B, what were you doing that night?" And his story didn't match up. <laughs> right. But, you know, he wasn't gonna do that. But also, we get that epic cutaway to like the two like underling like sides of the family while tony and johnny sack talk in the car just like uh sylvia uh uh you know phil leotardo being like hey how's your daughter yeah (laughs) good the two number twos yeah the two number two making small talk making small talk this is what happens when when the movers and shakers are determining who's gonna get killed in the fucking family Mm. it is funny that uh you know Steve Van Zant refers to uh, his wife as the actor in the family. They're both in this episode, and like that yeah. one, that one little moment is like way, yeah. way better acting than. I don't uh, think she's wife. so terrible. I mean, uh, I know, I know, I don't think she's on. so bad. I, I, I don't I think, think she's I, so I, terrible. She, but she's, she's very cool. much the Jersey housewife. I feel she's she's cool as hell. Like they're a very cool couple. Like for sure. Uh, in in like in real life. Uh, yeah, please make a, she, sure that you, you know, so they don't come after the future. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, here, yeah. here's what we'll it get is. that out there. She's a big <laughs> rock and roll head. Was, there. Yeah. She's was, cool. I was thinking hell. this while watching but the like, episode. No, it's like fucking terrible acting. Joe, we are actors. I'm sorry. Her reads on very like straight, very mundane lines are fucking terrible. In that I, scene with Carmela. Uh, I agree. Terrible. I'm not, I'm not saying that to the greatest, but I, here, here's what I was thinking. Like, like Rosalie April, who very much inhabits that sort of space where the 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 mob wife who is yep. friends with Carmela, yeah, like she she might have read those same lines, like oh I just gotta go pee, like in the same sort she of cadence, the same way, something. but but she makes that right, character her fine. own in a way that uh uh you know Gabriella Dante uh, Stevie Van Zandt's wife does not make it her own. Well, it, it's it's very the best. Rough. Here's the, what I compare best, her to. The best acting is like you don't hear the lines. You're watching the person, but and like you're, like you know, but, but like I, I compare, when she, whenever she talks in the show, you just hear the lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, fair. You but hear like, the script. But but I compared. But like okay, so what about um, Ginny Sack? That's not an actress. 
No. <laughs> no. Well, no, no, she I, is I, an have, I have. I have. She is an actress. Didn't they also find her at like an office or some shit? She. she yes. No, no, no. There was an open casting call for. It was Jersey an open people, casting yeah, call, and okay. they found her. I don't think she's. No, but I think she. I think she's on the lower actress. end of yeah. the spectrum no, um, yeah. um, in terms of. But I think she wanted to be an actress capability, too. But yeah, uh, look, I'm not saying she's great too. I don't. Like, I don't. Like, th- actually, I'm saying, I, I don't I, think I, she's. I feel any, like I feel like she's a lot of she. <laughs> she's a lot of people who are on like the lawyer, for example, in this episode. You're <laughs> sure. just like, okay, these are people who exist in this it's world. A fucking co-star. Yeah. I understand. So is the fuck. So is she. She's a recurring co-star. She's recurring. Recurring co-star. Hey, I fans, mean, let I us mean, know. Who do you think is better? Jenny hey, uh, hey. Sack or uh, Gabriella hey, Dante? She has the whole fucking... She has no story what? arc. Oh, they never this, give her a storyline. She has the whole story where she fucking goes to Father Antintola <laughs> and gives him fucking Ugats. Okay, maybe. <laughs> all right. Maybe all right. one. <laughs> not the best mob wives. That but, also... But we right, love fine. him That's still. not we a great him. scene. Uh, let's talk about this little Carmine scene with uh, Rusty oh, Emilio baby. and Angelo Garepe. Beautiful this... shot of the fucking bottle of buca. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's like glistening. a fireplace. They're talking about the like, buca hey, bottle is glistening. <laughs> Did I went Joey... to the, I went to dinner this past weekend. I'm sorry, I have to tell this. And the guy, the our waiter was terrible. He smelled my bottle, my scotch, and I saw him do it when it was poured. Which, but also he he was like. I don't like that cocktail. He said he didn't like like a number what? of things that Ashley ordered and my wife and and he goes and she goes, What do you like? And he said Sambuca. <laughs> that was his choice that he liked. And then you guys he drank uh, the rest of the night, right? I was like, Yeah, I like that too after I'm done eating. At the Tam O'Shanter, uh, you're yeah, yeah, pour yeah, some yeah, buka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. Jesus Christ. Damn. Anyway, sorry, Gullius. Anyway, so so. What do you like? I'm a Ciroc guy. <laughs> what uh, the fuck? That would make more sense. They're they're <laughs> discussing how effective the the hit on on Joey Peeps was. Angelo does not seem to think that it was very effective. He seems to have some regrets. Mm-hmm. Mostly, this is a scene where uh, Little Carmine is posturing himself to be like. Look, he, he's digging his heels in the sand here. He he thinks that he uh, will succeed his father as the leader of the New York family. Um, mostly, and we talked about it while the, while Ray we Bruzzo, watched. But so fucking good. My this God. is this is such is so a uh, yeah. fucking we, funny. We talked about it in earlier episodes how how the little Carmine character is an homage to maybe not an homage or maybe it's more of a send up of George W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, but him in the jeans and, and the Rust, huge and Rusty, belt buckle and and uh, Rusty saying, "Hey, I've had triple bypass surgery. That's very much Dick Cheney." And them talking about, you know, Johnny Sack was a problem for my father as well as me. There's also like, like, you know, George the, Bush Senior Iraq had a War, with, yeah, like Iraq going War, on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all this shit. Like they, and then and then of course, uh, you know, the 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 the. the the icing on the cake is his mangled fucking sentence. That is his best line in the fucking series where he's like, I think I'll be as fact as effective as fa- as my father. I'm mangling his line that yeah. is already mangled, but, uh, but I don't know. Uh, what is it? Hold on. But until then, uh, it's going to be hard to verify that. I think I'll be more effective. This, that this is thing. exactly <laughs> like very <laughs> George the, W the, the Italian version of like fool me once. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fool me twice. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I won't get fooled again. You're not going to fool yeah, me. You won't yeah, get yeah. Fool, <laughs> fooled again. <laughs> uh, 
But so fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you know, don't get fooled. I won't get fooled again. So right, like so by the end of that scene, uh, what what is the purpose of the scene in this episode? Like, are we not meant to? Because by the end of that scene, you're like, oh, okay, maybe Johnny Sack's gonna win this thing. Because at this up to this point, it's it's sort of been like tit for tat, little Carmine versus Johnny. Like I think like we're we're meant like there's a reason why, like. You would you would feel like Johnny Sack obviously should be the boss, but Phil is insane and a mm-hmm. piece of shit. Lil Carmine is a moron. Mm-hmm. He probably shouldn't be boss, but the people around him are more mm-hmm. likable. Like like Angelo is like very likable. Yeah. Like close with Tony B. Like we're supposed to like Rusty Angelo. played by Frankie Valli. Yeah, right? Not so much, but he but he seems smart. But he seems smart. He seems capable. Right. And, and, and less and driven know, by emotions than Phil. And they know, like, Angela, it's like, um, Carmine Jr. is not the one at the Four right. Seasons. It's it's Rusty and Angelo who right. reach out to Tony B. We, we're supposed to like Rusty and Angelo. So it's right. like, you know, it's that battle of, like, oh, the guy at the top, like, in this battle, right. it, like, we like... We like Johnny. We don't like his yeah, yeah, right hand yeah. man. Right, right. We don't like uh, uh, Carmine Jr., but we like the people around him. So it's like eh, yeah. we're supposed to think it's tough. Yeah. But like you know, let's be honest. Like it, it should be Johnny. It side. was always going to Johnny. Should yeah. be, it should be Johnny. Like Johnny was the guy by uh, Carmine Senior's side the whole right. time. Like, but Phil complicates things. Right. Um, so is Angelo what Donald Rumsfeld? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. lovable grandpa, Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> yeah, maybe more Colin Powell. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so uh, this whole like Tony, Tony B storyline sort of culminates in what I think is one of the best Melfi sessions of the series. Like, oh, yeah. For um, sure. Which is, which is great to have it so late in the game in the series because a lot of people complain about Melfi scenes this late in the series. Like, yeah. is she necessary? Is yeah, she... you complain about the Melfi scenes, dude. Eat a dick. Dude. Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> like, you. Fuck off. Uh, but this is this is one of the this is our first time seeing Tony having a panic panic attack in a therapy ses- session live with Melfi. A uh, panty in, this... in a session. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Fucking whiskey. Yeah, you're you're right. proper to 13 right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's having a panty attack. Proper 24. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but, but like so well acted by Gandolfini. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically, this is where it's revealed. And a lesser show would have uh, maybe set it up like right off the bat that, that Tony was guilty about what happened that night. Mm-hmm. But this is so, like revealed slowly in layers over the course of the season, where you, where even as a viewer, you don't get it. You don't get Tony's motivations and and how he, his internal psyche feels like he owes his cousin for what happened that night when yep. he missed the job, where his cousin went away and he thrived in the entire time his cousin was in jail, and that all comes out in this one therapy ses- session, and it's and I think it's great. Um, he basically realizes uh, the reason he gave Tony B the casino was because he feels guilty. Yep. Uh, and and um, you know he compares it to uh, taking a shit. <laughs> uh, and Melfi says she thinks she likes to think of it as childbirth. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you guys think? You guys have both <laughs> been in therapy, 
Like, what are you going like to say? Like taking shit. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it is like taking a shit. Hey, look. There's nothing wrong with taking a shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got to get a shit, a shit out. Good. If you don't yeah, get a shit out, you're uh, dead. Well, basically. taking a shit is like, like, I think it's more like taking a shit because, like, taking a shit is like you're getting rid of toxic shit in yourself. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like childbirth is like you're you're birthing something great, something that will grow, like, that you hope will grow. I will be. say that, like, you know, as ha- I, you know, hey, hey as our uh-huh. listeners know, I had a child. I didn't. Recently. I didn't birth it. Uh, <laughs> clearly. So here we go. But. Here's, here's I would Joe's say, take on childbirth. I would say from, from the point of someone who did not birth the child. I, I would say, yeah, okay. I would say there's a lot of bewilderment and like, yeah, and sure. like adrenaline and confusion and shit after childbirth. So I don't know. I would agree with it's like taking a shit. Right. Yeah. There's more of a relief. There's more of a like thing off your shoulders. Right. Which can be true about childbirth, I'm sure, from a woman's perspective. Sure. Um, you know, but, you you're know, ki- we need to have a woman carrying, on to tell us that. That's true. You're, like, <laughs> carrying something that is, yeah, like, of like, weighing heavily on yourself. Yeah, like, how is right. it going to go and right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, it clearly makes sense. It's just a weight off of you, right. a weight off well, your to- shoulders. Tony is a man, and he sees it as taking a shit. <laughs> Dr. Melfi is a woman who has given birth. Right. And she sees it as childbirth, so, you know, I mean. But even further, like, the analogy. The jury's like, out. You know, the jury's <laughs> out. Like, when you, after you pass it through your system, whether it's a birth or a shit, like, how do you view it? Do you view it as something that, oh, I'm, I could be happy about and, and, and love? And, oh, and sometimes you look down and, and you're like, like, wow, damn, look at that turd. God damn. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never looked at my turd and been happy about it. Oh, I'm really? always, yeah, no, I'm always like, Ooh, is that. Not even the, like that straight snake where you're like, wow, dog, that, that, that looks like a you? fucking, that looks like a rarely, fucking boa constrictor. Rarely, you got to take some, you got to take some fiber and, uh, pre- yeah, pre- medicine. No, I, 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 no, dude, dude, please trust me. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I, all, all brand, Kellogg's all brand, man. <laughs> no, f- supplements. Take no, 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 supplements. Tr- trust Professor Pauly. <laughs> Trust Professor Pauly. He has been taking the supplements. All right. But so that ultimately sets <laughs> us up for the rest of the season. Tony realizes yep. that he, he's been uh, sort of psychologically indebted to his cousin who he feels that he owes. Right. Uh, and, and that sort of shapes the re- how he reacts to uh, Tony V's actions the rest of the season and, and mm-hmm. where they sort of end up with it, which... You know, obviously, we know he ends up uh, fucking shooting him in the face. But, oh, uh, spoiler alert! Hey, what, what the fuck are you talking about, man? We fuck. always talk about spoilers on this. On this, that's fucked yeah. up, dude. That's dicked up, dude. <laughs> that's dicked uh, up. Let's move on to the Finn Vito storyline. <laughs> Please, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Finn. This is more or less uh, his his intro to the series. Like we'd seen him before, I think. But yeah, yeah. But but we hadn't really spent a lot of time with him. This oh uh, Vito no Finn oh Finn yeah yeah we saw him uh, we haven't even actually spent a ton of time with Vito when you not think re- about it not really um, yeah I, I mean he, so. he he killed Jackie April yeah. Jr. Um, and that and you know he had some laughs but this is this sort of kicks off Vito's storyline too right, right. so whoa, like, whoa whoa I thought some uh, black uh, drug dealers killed uh, <laughs> Jackie Jr. yes you're right you're right yeah <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's what Meadow said in this episode. <laughs> right. Um, so out to dinner at, um, Homestead in New York, old Homestead, old homes. Oh, sorry. sorry. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, My cousin took me there in college. It is phenomenal. What'd you have? 
has steak. steak. Has steak. Fucking steak. What kind of steak, you know what I mean? I've never been actually. I don't know. It was honestly it was probably around the time of this episode. <laughs> yeah. <where it's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. Old like eighteen hundred steakhouse there. Yeah, yeah, from from the nineteenth century. It's AJ, Meadow, Finn, and Tony. Um and Finn slips away to go pay for the bill. Uh, when Tony- I, I made that mistake before with my father-in-law. Oh yeah, did he come down on you like Tony did on Finn? Uh, he didn't like threaten me like that. But he <laughs> he was like he he just basically was like, "You're not paying. I'm paying." Did he? Did he? Doing- did he give you money? Did he like reimburse you for it? No, he I he like stopped me before I could actually like pay for the bill. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that but happens. but same uh, same sentiment. But very, basically, very upset that Finn I was pays for the bill. Tony says, "When you have your family, you pay." He takes it as a personal insult. Do you think Tony was overreacting here? Like, how are you guys gonna act with your future son-in-laws potentially? Yeah, my, I, my, I, I do think he's overreacting. If my if it happened to my father, he'd be like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> oh my da- my dad oh, wouldn't sure. like it. My, my dad, dad would, my dad would not like it either. No. Yeah, yeah. My he, dad, my he, dad would he not, would he would. Yeah, he would fight it. Yeah, he would be a little bit insulted, I think, too. Yeah. But um, but you know, ultimately he would recognize that it's a nice gesture, which right, Tony right. does with Finn. Right. Um which o- sort of leads him into getting Finn the job at the Esplanade construction site, which is such a great storyline, especially oh, yeah. like on rewatches here. I'm a, I'm I feel like I'm appreciating it more. Um the first time I watched it, I was like I don't give a fuck about this guy. Why is, why are we following this guy? Yeah. But he's he acts, you know, when you think about it, there's not a ton of characters that we follow besides Melfi who are outside of that whole fucking bubble of Jersey, the mob, um who aren't portrayed as like some like fucking like loser. Right. Like Finn so much is is um you know, just the surrogate for uh the 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 more typical American viewer who is not from the tri-state area, who does not recognize fucking Italians and, you know, the way they handle things and the way they speak. And not that, you know, every, every Italian is bashing Snapple bottles over people's heads. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so. But the Finns of the world, like that, that is how I see people who are not from like where we grew up. 100% Mission Viejo, which is where my fiance was born and raised, established 1986, man-made, <laughs> like fucking. What? No culture there. Yeah, it was, it was it's, a, it's like 100% just like. Uh, they, what do you mean like no a, culture? What are they, like Billabong? And, uh, you know, there's no, there's yeah. no, none of that. Quicksilver? Yeah, Qu- yeah Quicksilver. Yeah. All yeah. that shit, yeah, yeah. That's uh, culture, man. That's culture. Um, sublime man-made lake like there's very planned Offspring. streets like uh but <laughs> yeah it spells hits the whiskey uh, but spells so laughing hysterically about so uh, ultimately the, what yeah the, the great culture of uh 1995 <laughs> <laughs> right uh but so so Finn is sort of a surrogate for the rest of America the audience right, uh, right taking right, right. in this sort of culture for the first time on the construction site uh, you know, he sees the guys joking around, sitting around. They have no work jobs as opposed to no show jobs where you don't have to go in. They have to actually report to the site, but they just sit on their asses all day. Uh, it is, it is kind of like, I I mean, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's the first time where there's like an outsider within like the um, the family. The circle. The circle that wasn't like kind of portrayed in some like 
you know, like shitty way. You no, know, because like, he's a young. Like, he's a he's a co- he just graduated college. Because anytime like 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 met like obviously Meadows like previous boyfriend. Right. We were we were taught to Noah, think what yeah, yeah Noah Noah was like a loser like yeah. an asshole yeah. like you know. It's the first time where like somebody like in the inner circle is you being, sort of being have some treated, sympathy for him, right? Yeah. Is being treated with like some like care, some and, sort of. Well, sympathy. he's Italian, yeah. and, and also Italian. Italian. Also, sure. also, I mean, he looks like we, Joe Perry from Aerosmith, so yeah. we can relate. <laughs> do, do, do we know? Um, and Shaggy I've the, from I've I met him before. Um, oh yeah, Will, yeah. Will he's, Janowitz. He's a he's at the uh, he's at the he's at the is he funny? He's at the he's funny. It's a fucking bar. That's no longer the the Proud Boys bar, the Griffin. He's <laughs> oh, at the, the Griffin. Griffin the Griffin. Um, uh, but yeah, he's but he's but like but stock character. He, yeah, he well, why? Been well, but, but also, character. like, what does his family come from? What is his dad a dentist? Or yes, I forget. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they got money. They right. have money, and they're from SoCal. But like, yeah. But it's the first time that somebody is kind of like being included and being accepted right. by the Sopranos. Right. Who right. who like isn't isn't you know in the family just because uh, he he's dating Meadow? <laughs> no, but we, like of Noah, we have but that. Noah, but Noah wasn't accepted. Well, but he was also Jewish and black. So yes, <laughs> but but my point is like it's the first time that like the audience has like sort of like a uh, yeah, a window a window into into yeah. the family without feeling like judged for sure. You know? Um, and, and, and we're sort of witnessing through his eyes, this act of violence when Eugene Pontecorvo smashes a fucking Snapple bottle on little boy's <laughs> head after making a homophobic joke, uh, hey, made versus not made, which they also blame on, on, on black men, uh, which Natural. is, yeah, of course, uh, obviously Finn is like, you know, disgusted. He's like almost puking like on the sidelines here. Um, he's not accustomed to this sort of, uh, violence, you know, then he comes to work early one morning and he catches, uh, Vito going down on a security guard, <laughs> Yep, which is one of the, gr- I, I still feel like there's twists in the series. There's moments where you, I do. Do you remember watching this? I remember. Watching I remember. I, 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 I vividly did. remember watching this and being like shocked. I, yeah, I stood of out of my chair and yeah. I was like, holy shit. When Vito's stupid little head popped up from the security guard's lap, I stood up and I was like, what? Because you're just not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah. There's yeah. moments of surprise in the series. It's smart. Things it, that are so out of the blue and such a twist. Like we don't get a lot of it, these. Yeah. It's smart too, because like the way it's shot, first of all, we had never seen uh, a <laughs> foreign, foreign little more whisk. <laughs> Uh, we, we, had, we had never seen that parking lot before that he pulls right. into. We'd never seen his car before. Uh, so, like, the whole thing is, like, what's happening here? Who is this pulling in? I know, like, we saw them on the beach right before this, so, like, we, we should think that it's Finn. But, like, it was smart the way that it was, like, shot and edited. Yeah. Because, like, we're, we're seeing all this stuff for the first time. We're like, what's going on? And then we see this guy's like face <laughs> in the car who you've never seen before. And we're like, what is happening? What's this guy's deal? So it, it's, it's, it's very, it's very smart. <laughs> it almost, it almost seems like it's shot at five in the five or six in the morning. Yes. Like the they must've, they, yeah. they, yeah. they yeah. got that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, that that ain't color correction. Yeah. That's no, like, that right. was shot. Yeah. That fucking lo- looks great. Yeah. So I think it was it was really well done um, mm-hmm. because it's like they're showing you all these images of things that like you're not used to. You know, we didn't we didn't see like the the construction site. Right. You know, they could have easily like shown us like the circle of the chairs where the guys sit. And you'd be like, oh, it's the construction site. Well, like he's getting to work. We don't really know like what's happening until yeah. like we see like Finn's face. And even then we're like, <laughs> what's happening here until like you see Vito's head pop up. So I think like really like smart decision. I like, think directorially. I think yeah. I remember watching it with my college roommate, uh, yeah. Coco, who's been on it and uh, our pod. Yeah. And he was. I think he was just like, wait, wait a minute. Like he just like he like he wanted to rewind it, but he couldn't. I I feel like the only equivalent of like stand out of your chair, like what the fuck moment was when Tony got shot by Uncle June. Like those are the only those like really like anything else you sort of anticipated. Like even you know Adriano. Adriano's death was sort of a slow burn and, and, and like, and it was kind of coming for a while, you know, and, end yeah. of season one when, uh, well, I guess, I guess maybe Janice shooting Richie April, but, but really, I didn't watch like, that live though. Yeah, no, me either. So like, I, I, I feel like those moments were, were huge, like holy fucking shit moments. Uh, but anyway, so that sort of lays the storyline. They don't really touch on it for the rest of the season. That that obviously yeah. goes into which I love. I like that yeah. they do. They're not great just, decision. Yeah, great decision. Uh, but so so from there, Finn is in an awkward position. Vito tries to co- coerce him to go into uh, to go to a Yankees game with him. Mm. There's that scene outside the porta potty where he's just like, "Hey, Finn the Trollio." Gotta go back and zoom in on those tickets. I wonder where the seats are. <laughs> Uh, it says yeah. it's bat night. Yeah, it's uh, bat night. Which, me under the bat. So what? So this is the big question in the episode, right? Mm-hmm. What is what is Vito's strategy here? Is he does he want to kill Finn? Does he want to fuck Finn? Does he want to do both? Oh, does he, he just want to fuck Finn? Does, does he just want to befriend him? Like this is the question. I I think he probably is like uh, I'm gonna take extra time to make sure that he's not gonna talk to Tony about this. Do you think he would have had a, like a heart he to heart ki- with Finn? Could, like, where, where is he gonna kill no, him? Where is he gonna no, kill him? Fucking so. at the dugout across I the exactly. Street? I like, think I think he probably was trying to befriend him. Befriend him. Right. Yeah, because like it's too much work to kill like this guy. But he's threatening him. Also, how could you kill a civilian like that? And then like, like you could. I mean, he could do it. I mean, but I, but Meadow's sure, boyfriend yeah, though. Well, Why I, take him to Yankee Stadium? That would make no sense. I if think both I, Meadows' boyfriends were fucking killed by the mob, that would be fucking bad. That would be that would fuck well, her. People up. would probably be curious about the <laughs> Finn thing. <laughs> right. I, honestly, I think he like, he probably sees it as a way to like be like, "Yo, bro, I'm gay. Like, don't do this. I will be killed." And like, <laughs> he probably like. I don't think he would ever do that though. I really? think he would just you keep think he giving just wants him to bond with him. I think he would I, just I don't keep think he would ever him gifts. Yeah. I think he would just be very nice. Just keep giving him gifts, just being like, and like, you know, probably, yes, making mention, like, you know, like making mention of things that would like, scare hey, him. We, we have a secret sort of thing. Or, He's or like, would, yeah, you know that Tony Gwynn I heard was gay. I don't think, I don't think. No, I think he would be like more like making mention of things that would scare him. He wouldn't mention anything of that. So you think he would continue to threaten it? 
as opposed to I don't know if he was outright threatening me just be I like, just I just yeah. saw a production of the Lamry project last week. <laughs> no, you know, like oh yeah. That was interesting hey, remember, what happened remember, to that Matthew Shepard. That was when, interesting. Remember when uh <laughs> remember when uh you know you saw that guy get hit with a fucking bottle? Yeah, I've seen worse actually. Seems. Actually I I've been a part of worse. You yeah. know, like he would say stuff like seen that. Seen a guy get hit with a proper twelve bottle. He wouldn't sure. he would he wouldn't threaten him outright. He'd like Put those like thoughts in his head, but but why do that at a at a Yankee game? You invite well, him. and he's right. also and he's Trying also like giving him yeah. stuff to be like, oh no, Vito's a good guy. Vito's a good sure, guy. Sure, sure. I don't, you know, to, to, I didn't see like what he, I saw. True. Vito was probably panicked at this point. He probably right. didn't yeah, have yeah, exa- yeah. Right. an exact strategy. Um, but yeah, I guess that's one of the big questions. Is like, what do you think he was trying to do? And there's, there's, we'll never get an answer. Um, in, in the moment, I never thought and about I it. Think I was also, like, oh, I guess probably in my mind, I was like, oh, he's just trying to endear sure. himself. It's to funny him. because I think if you, I think it's funny that this fucking character is from California because a California dude would definitely like not show up to that game, but I'd show up to that game. <laughs> like, I'd be right, like, right, yeah, right. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Oh, I'm going. It's I'll bat be there. night. I'll be like, there's nothing. He, I mean. I'll figure it out. Okay, okay. I've, like, <laughs> right. I think I'll be all right, but so, yeah, I, I got to go. Murder me go. in broad daylight like, outside you know, the Yankee Stadium. But the fucking yeah. California guy's like, whatever. I, I well, I'll that's, blow that's, this that's where the whole um, uh, uh, argument comes from with, with Finn and Meadow, which a lot of people bag on this episode because this, this, this uh, you know long argument is so insufferable. But it's also but it very realistic. True. Very yeah. realistic. Yeah. No, like, it is. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very, uh, like, well acted. Yeah. And very like, well done. Yeah, you Rem- got out a suitcase. But yeah. yeah, he got out the suitcase. That's the famous. R- reminded me of that. my arguments with my girlfriend at that age, in New York in the summer. Right. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. But hey, also, again, you know, not to bring up Joey Coco, uh, the, <laughs> my roommate who's on the pod, but we got into an argument in the summer in New York about me storing pillows at his apartment, and then in a got- suitcase. Maybe and he was like, and he was like, we didn't you got out your pillows. We didn't you talk got for out your six pillows. months <laughs> because of that argument. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the time when you're that age, like, and you small know, things New- are big things. But I will say, New York in the summer makes you it was like fucking this, yeah, crazy. Very yeah, hot. we see it. They're all they're both glistening with sweat. It's so hot. No. New York, uh, New York in summer, fun, but also like makes you fucking crazy. Yeah, but so this whole argument, like, you know, it's insufferable to listen to, but but. You know, the interesting thing is, is like, how is what do you guys think is going on in Meadows head here? Because she we've seen, um, you know, throughout the series, she's sort of savvy to what her father does, the nature of that job. She's been resistant to it, you know, beginning of season four. Yeah, but she she's also like, doesn't want oh, listen other- to Mr. Mob Boss, you know, like she but calls she, Tony out on it. Yeah, but, but she also doesn't want other people to tell her like that what her father does. Agreed. You know? and, and so this is the first time when we hear her you know, justified Jackie Jr.'s death. She goes, you know, uh, he, you know, Finn says, uh, didn't you tell me one of your old boyfriends got killed? And she says, drug dealers, African-Americans, if it makes you feel any better. It's like, right. she's, do you think she believes that now? Has no. she convinced herself or is she, well, uh, well, does, does she, does she make the choice to lie to Finn here? I think she, eh, there's a good chance that she's made the choice to lie to herself about it. Right. Is she trying to convince herself is the question. Like, I, th- and, I think it's and, both. I think it's and both. I, I think yeah. Jamie Lynn's uh, performance is perfect here because you sure. don't really you don't really know. Like, is she mm-hmm. is she selling herself here? 
Is she just the mezzo giorno like line is a little heavy? It's a little, it's a little much. (laughs) It's a little much. She's like, you talk about them like an anthropology class, right? And then she says a line that's exactly from an anthropology class, (laughs) right? right. But uh, but also possibly the way that a pretentious fucking uh, Ivy League student would talk about her Italian family. For sure, she's she's. We definitely get a sense that there's some internal struggle with her. Uh, which we're we're sort of you know it's not front and center throughout the series, but yeah. it plays out in the background throughout the series. Right. Um, you know, obviously they have that whole argument. Uh, for fucking something in the morning, Finn just says like, in order to get out of this argument, I'm gonna propose to her. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> which is a big choice, but uh, but he does, and and yeah, uh, but also it's like partly like maybe I'm saving my life. Uh, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Like if he if he becomes Tony's future son-in-law. Maybe Vito uh, loses his ammunition, right? I do um, think like part of it is that like he does love Meadow and like he does want to marry her. Maybe that he feels like, uh, uh, maybe this is just like expediting the situation, and maybe I should save my life as well. Because I mean, plus that body's I know mad I want, ripe. <laughs> you know, that body's mad ripe. Um, but yeah, uh, th- that's sort of where that ends. But let's let's talk a little bit about maybe Carm. He, there's a possibility he could have met her at Doves. <laughs> he could have. They could have been at Doves. It's uh, true. It's possible. Yeah. But so let's talk about Carm this episode. It's 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 sort of the C plot, but uh, you know we we open with uh, the first time we see Carm this episode, she's talking with um, Gabby mm-hmm. Dante about uh, you know rekindling the flame in the last episode, Marco Polo in the pool with Tony. You know it was nice. You know uh, it wasn't bad. This and that. You know Tony rolls up in the middle of that conversation to drop off AJ. Um, and Gab, Gab's like, hey, I'll leave you two alone. You need to talk. Carm seems all for it. She goes to the door, and she gets the wave from Tony as he backs out the driveway. Fucking cocksucker. Fucked up. Um, Fucked up. That's real dicked up. And, and so <laughs> do you think – and so the next time we see them together is at Vesuvio, and she's saying she moved forward with a divorce – do you think if Tony had come in that night, things might have played out differently? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. If he had shown like a little like, hey, yeah, maybe we should. Yeah, I do, I do because like it did seem She was like talking about it so much. Yeah. It, it did seem like the previous episode, his, uh, his relationship to her father like did rekindle her love of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's no bullshit compared to like Russ Fagoli, and he is right. who he is, and he provides, and you know, I think, I think she was, it reminded her of like what she loved about him, and she was warmed back up to him. Yeah, yeah. Do you, why do you think? Because I think Tony does want to get back to Carmelo. Why do you think he? Do you think he's just taking for granted that they will eventually get back together now that they've rekindled the sexual romance or what? Like, what I think, do you think he wants like the best of both worlds. I think yeah. he like wants yeah. Carmela to like love him again. But he also is enjoying his like freedom, yeah. right? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. And so this sort of sets out the storyline. Carmela is looking for divorce lawyers. She's like, you know, uh, talking to people. Uh, she talks to a lawyer who says he could potentially like track down Tony's uh, unreported streams of income. Mm-hmm. Um, this so you and that. Figure out that maneuver for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, she contacts several lawyers. But eventually, the end of the storyline, like they all sort of declined because Look. Tony had met with each fucking one of them. 
based on Alan Sappinsley's advice in Whitecaps, saying, yeah. "Hey, go around and meet with the lawyers, so it'll be a conflict of interest." Interest, yep. you know, this and that. So, uh, I, I I love that while Carm is getting the news that uh, one of the lawyers is declining, like taking the divorce. Uh, the black bear shows up for the first time since like beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, the fucking got yeah. like yeah. Tony's just always fucking lingering there. You yeah. know, black bear obviously. Represents you think they got Tony. the black bear back for that episode, or did they? No, just, that uh, was that was that was some stock. That was some, some footage, stock footage. Cut it in Florida. Yeah, uh, they were yeah. just like cut it in. But some yeah, B roll, I mean, some B roll from uh, you know, when yeah. they had him. Yeah, just yeah. just just playing up that. Analogy. But then, but then, um, very you know, allegorical. The, the, it's not. It's not that the uh, lawyers have been poisoned uh, by Tony. It's that the just people are just not gonna, you know, well, it's, it's, it's not it's, gonna been, not gonna work on a case because they right. know it's yeah, Tony. So some some have like been poisoned because of the conflict of interest. Yeah, but but, but, but somebody who was like the. Um, you know the finances, Forensic like assessor account. or whatever. Like, like that guy was like, uh, "No thanks, <laughs> yeah, no, right. I don't, I won't take this against like the mob boss in North yeah. Jersey." So, yeah. yeah. But in and the episode ends with Meadow calling Carmela to tell her the news that she's gotten engaged with Finn, and uh, you know while Carmela glances out to Tony fucking bathing in the fucking pool, uh, she's crying. I, I I I sense tears of happiness, but I also at the same time this is fucking Edie Falco's fucking genius. They're they're at the same at once tears of happiness for her daughter and tears of uh sorrow for herself and the fucking decision she made to marry Tony. Right. Uh, uh is that your guys read on the on those tears at the end? Absolutely, because she's a phenomenal actress. Like, yeah, you see that dichotomy of her like so happy for her daughter, and also just like so sad because like. But I think she's also a little Mary, jealous of her daughter. Yes, but also I think she at this point in her life like feels like marriage is a prison, mm. and she's like, uh, uh, "This is wonderful, honey, but uh, for us women, this is where it could go. Marriage can uh, really be binding and really fucking handcuff you as a woman." Right. Yeah. Oh damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> fuck. I'm getting married next year. So. Damn, dude. Hey, what uh, are you saying? We already married. I just had my second uh, wedding anniversary. <laughs> Damn. I would say to our is that is that how women feel, or, you, would, or is that how you feel? I would say, uh, no, marriage is wonderful. I'm, I'm very happy to be married. So you know, <laughs> but you have your guma. So well, you got the guma. You got the. <laughs> I don't feel yeah, that yeah, way yeah. about marriage. I would yeah. say fatherhood is binding and uh no sure. i'm just kidding <laughs> there's no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all one of the things i love about indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because indeed does the hard work for you they show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. <laughs> All right, shall we move on to fucking internet? Fucking internet. Let's do it. All fucking right. internet. Uh, this is, of course, a segment where we source questions, comments, uh, theories from the fandom across the internet, mm-hmm. mostly all from Reddit. This first one from user Taco Bender. Ooh. Uh, wow. Nope, I'm looking yeah. at the wrong one. This I one from on user HawkXP71. In oh. identified. Whoa, 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 what happened to Taco Bender? We're going to get to him. Okay, please. Uh, please do. Thank God. Because I got horny for Taco in, Bender. In wow. Fi- no, we'll get that there. sounds like the kind of bender I want to be on. <laughs> I know. Dude, I'm starving. In 509, identif- unidentified black males, why did Pauly seek revenge? When Eugene Pontecorvo hits little Pauly at the work site and busts up his head, why did Pauly, his uncle slash cousin once removed, never bring it up and ask for some form of restitution? Yes, Eugene was a made guy and little Pauly wasn't, but it's it, it. it always bothered me that he he went to Tony for his aunt's neighborhood gardener. True. Uh, but not his own cousin nephew. Thoughts? It's a valid, it is a valid point. But Paulie respects the institution. The, more than the most. hierarchy. Of, yeah, the, of, the higher. Uh, well, yeah. and ju- no, just the institution of the mob. I, I feel like, you know, he probably has to acknowledge the fact that Eugene is made and uh well Polly is not. So. Sure, sure. You think that's that's but basically it is, what it comes down to? But it is valid though. Like Polly fucking makes us I mean, think about the fucking nephew. smallest things. Yeah. So it is it is weird that like we don't get anything from him like bitching to Tony, like fucking do something to Eugene, like, you know. It it is weird. It's a valid point. It's a valid point. But, you know, I, I think ultimately he Tony might feel like he's already fucking, uh, you know, in the pocket of Tony when when he's coming around the construction site and giving Finn a hard time. We see him trying to make up for that. This episode. That's a great point, so, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he fuck. Yeah, you know, that's he, he might not want to bring up anything at the construction site. You know, that's probably what it is. He like he knows he fucked up yeah. and uh, and told Finn to wash his fucking tires. <laughs> wash so, the yeah, shit out yeah. of the treads of his tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So this one from user Taco Bender. Finally. Yeah. Timeline got Fuck fucked you. up. In the season five episode, Unidentified Black Males, when Tony's recalling him missing the job where Tony B got busted, he says it was in 86. And then he says Carmela had a four-month-old. He says she was making booties for Meadow. Is he implying Meadow was four months old? Because that would make her too young for season one to make sense. It only makes sense if it was AJ, but I don't think that's what he meant. Timeline got fucked up. This is this is like such a case of <sighs> fucking the Sopranos writers, especially David Chase. Mm, we saw it in fucking fuck. many Saints. I think it's they been established. Yeah. He does not give a shit about like actual fucking years yeah. and what. Although know, if it was not. if it if it was eighty six and she was a four month old, he might have said three month old actually when when in yeah, the episode, yeah. you know, if she was born in eighty five, 
season one supposed to take place in '99. Like, yeah, I think she's. You know, I think I, I think she's around that age. It's not egregious like it is in the timeline. Got fucked no, up in many saints, but but I think she's probably supposed to be around the age where like she probably would have been born like '81. Yeah, 81, yeah. 82. 80, 81. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, right? look, I it's know. all. F- I, it's I all. have no fucking clue. Because <laughs> then, how old does that make him? Yeah, we're not starting to do math. You know, I know. I know. It's it's yeah. If well, there's there's so much great fucking continuity in this series, where like little details pay off from season to season, years apart. This is all four, and then the, and then the ages get fucking fucked up. This is all four, up. and actually, she's supposed to like. She's supposed to be graduating the next year, so like you would so think she would she's eighty-one. 82. Yeah, I mean I'm eighty-two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I graduated in '04. All right, college. Well, this one from user Baba Booey ninety-seven. Oh yeah. I now can't we're get talking. over now how much of a bitch Meadow is in this episode. All right, Jesus. I just wanted to read that one. Uh, that this, was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't get over it. Did you watch the other fucking seasons? <laughs> Uh, okay, so this one from user Omen not, Omen One, totally different reactions to homophobic slurs mm. and identified black ma- and unidentified black males. While the guys are chit chatting at their no work union jobs, Gene viciously and without warning beats little Pauly for suggesting that Gene kissed a fireman. But in Toodle Fucking Ooh at dinner, socially. Uh, a kind of similar situation. Pauly suggests that Silvio gave a blowjob to another guy, and it's treated as a harmless joke. Any thoughts on why totally different responses? Is the point that Gene is a thug, or is losing, or is he losing his self control? I think we already established that it is the uh, the difference between a made man and a not made man, and also the difference between friends and people who are just like kind of. Uh, you know, colleagues. Yeah, right. So, come on. Uh, yeah, I think I think. Uh, Dual fucking ooh, they're friends. They're at fucking uh, dinner. Polly and Sylvia are longtime friends. They yeah. can joke like that. We don't. We don't really get a sense of how friendly Eugene and little little Polly are. You know, because <laughs> yeah, we don't need to. Because they're fucking. Like, they're, not, it, they're not friends. And it might not be. It might be. I mean, little Polly is obviously a low man on the totem pole in that situation. Right. Eugene's a made man. We saw him getting made with Christopher and uh, Fortunate Sons, season Correct. three, episode three. Correct. Uh, and, and so, any slight against him in that respect, Eugene might feel like he has the right to retaliate. Uh, which also we talked about why. Also, Polly, there's a good, there's a good chance that like. People have animosity towards little Polly because they don't like Polly. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's Polly like <laughs> rubs people the wrong way. Polly's a fucking dick. Yeah. No. So there's a good chance that people are like, oh, I'll take any yeah. chance to fucking take something out on little Polly because he's not a made man. Right. And I can't take it out on Polly. So yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it just occurred to me that that you know going back to why Polly didn't retaliate, you know. I bet when Pauly was not made and he was coming up, he probably said some fucking shit that got his, got him, you know, beat to a fucking pulp. Probably, probably. knowing Pauly's mouth, he probably yeah. thinks it's all part of it. You right. Know? Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. You know, these guys, you never know, which is why fucking Finn is so scared. But anyway, so uh, this last one from user. 
BRT Dud 7. I thought AJ heavy or Meadow heavy episodes were bad. Then I came upon season five, episode nine, and unidentified black males. The dreaded Med, Meadow and Finn heavy episode. Jesus Christ almighty, who in their right mind thought that anyone would give a shit about these two characters as the main point? Your response. Well, it's not the it's main, not the main point. point. It's not the main point. The second half of the episode does sort of settle into this argument, which is why people found it so uh, frustrating. You got out a suitcase, you know, like, not, but it's meant to be that 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 way, I, right. I which I respect. If you can, as a writer, get people to have those visceral reactions where you're like, oh, this is so infuriating and frustrating to even watch, like, not in a bad way where it's like bad, but you know, the, the writing is actually obviously good and yeah. sort of true to life well, in those scenes. Like, and uh, you know, I mean, Finn is integral to like the veto storyline. Right. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, they plant, they plant you know, these storylines. They plant the yeah, seed yeah. for the next season. And, uh, you know, you have, I mean, Meadow is his, is his central character. Yeah. She's in the fucking. Could you imagine? She's they, in the fucking credits. Like she's the I mean, daughter of fucking I mean, Tony Soprano. If they do, we need to have a storyline about her. Right. If they never had Meadow or right. AJ storylines, could you imagine? Like it, it would have been so. First of all, half the whole the point of the show is, is, is it deals Tony with has a fucking parent, family, right? Like yeah, Tony, and also like the, the, they're. I'm sorry. Look, I, I have my issues with them as actors sometimes, like mm. uh, like uh, Robert Eiler and and um, Jamie Lynn and, and Jamie Lynn Singer. Really, she? Like, you have an issue with her? Sometimes, sometimes, yes, yes. No, I, I they're well. not I my favorite. I, I think they're, they're not my favorite. I think, and I say this both great. I say this as somebody who you know drank. Drank with Robert Eiler one night, you know, on the Arbery Side. We got to get Mike still back on here. We love Robert Eiler. But sometimes I love them. Like, I think they're great. Like, they're not my favorite actors on the series, but they absolutely absolutely offer so much to the show. And uh, and their plot lines offer so much to the show. And especially in in this episode, um, the, the, the Meadow and Finn stuff... Is is integral to pushing the uh, the story forward. So, yeah. like, I I think I think it's like crazy to feel like it was just filler and like oh oh that that, that whole plot like that just like ruined this episode like like fuck off like yeah, that's, no 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 that's, like, that's like, the absolute shit like I right mean, oh like, yeah that that that's worse that, than those this. are the people that, who oh, are like in Camelot, fast forward yeah. through the the melfi scenes in yeah, Cam- yeah. Like, we didn't need fucking johnny boys gumar ever like <laughs> we need this stuff yeah. we need oh, yeah. this stuff could you imagine if it was just a straight mob show like i mean it might have been interesting but, but oh, like, would, like it, it wouldn't would, be one of the all-time great it would have been it would have been good but like the success of the show is because like it's a mob show and it's also like a fucking like father show like right that's that's like why the show was successful is because like we got the 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 two stories at at one time right you know the eight is enough it's fucking interesting this fucking is real world father shit, like. and like and and the eight fucking, is enough <laughs> yeah, eight is a proper uh, twelve know. is enough all right yeah. <laughs> but no like the real world shit of of people who are so outside this I, i'm glad they had a character like a young man from mission viejo fucking brush shoulders with the mob that's fucking interesting to me oh that's yeah fucking interesting right. true like well like uh, this means more storyline like true to life. yeah 
it, it, it makes it more uh, contemporary. It makes it more realistic. It, it gives you another point of view. It serves so many, uh, you know, it serves to satisfy so many things you want in the series and what makes the series great. That's all I got from fucking internet. So I agree. No, the A is enough was just, you know, <laughs> shout out to Tim Van Patten. Shout out to his father, you know. His oh, father. oh what? shit. Dick Van Patten. Oh, really? A is enough. Just the ten of us? Oh, you were you were just the ten of us guy. I, I just don't fucking. Was, I'm uh, just uh, saying something. Uh, another. Uh, hey, no, it is enough. We should end the episode. The, the <laughs> idea was like you know we love the Sopranos because like it's a combination of like the suburban sure. father and also the fucking you know the killer. So like you know we 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 like that we like the old mix. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening. If you if you like the pod, give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, give us a follow on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at O Sopranos Pod. If there's things you like, things you don't like, things you want us to cover, give us please a, let us know. Hey, give us an old uh, you know email. Give us at, a five star, but also but, contact but also, us. You know, contact us at osopranospod at gmail.com. And look. We're going to keep fucking covering the show, whether you like it or not. So you might as well just let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, <laughs> until next week. Oh! Tim Van Patten is Dick Van Patten's brother. Oh, fuck. I didn't know. Wait, what? Really? They're brothers? That's our show. <laughs> well... Welcome to BreezeLine, where next-level internet speeds mean next-level productivity. Whether it's back to school, back to work, or back to reality, don't let slow internet slow down your game. Kick it up a notch with a game-changing offer of 1 gig fiber-fast speeds for only $59.99 per month. Choose BreezeLine and get next-level internet and faster speeds backed by a fiber-powered network. Terms and conditions apply. Go to BreezeLine.com to learn more.